Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wildly Becoming. Rachel here, and today's sponsor is Twisted Scissors Hair Salon, located in Centerville, Ohio. Definitely, you can get some crazy wild colors. You might end up looking like a guitar. Sometimes she likes to color hair to mimic famous rock stars' guitars, which I think is pretty cool. And that would be Jill Cotterman, our guest today. Hi, Jill. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Tell us a little bit real quick before we get into our topic about guitar hair. Okay. So, <laughs> well, as you know, I pretend to play the bass guitar and I love music, love guitars. I started looking at them and I noticed like the wood grains, how they vary different woods, the different colors, the tones, the textures. Um, I've also then you have the fun fashion colors. So I sort of had taken the inspiration from the guitar and I've encompassed that with people's hair color. So I can do, you know, even like a, a natural shade of brown or the ombre and I could see how it looks in certain guitars. And I do have my favorites. So, but yeah, that's yeah. That is super cool. So everyone check out Twisted Scissors Hair Salon on Facebook and you will see Jill's amazing creations. Recently, during one of our, as we said in a previous episode, two-hour phone conversations, (laughs) we were talking about a book called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way by Lisa Turkhurst. And it is a credible book. It's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was very vital in my healing personally. Um, Jill, have you read that book? I don't think I have. Well, we did a study in one of our ministries that you participated in. Yes. Um, Skull Dolls Face Painting is one of our outreach ministries. And we actually did a Bible study based around this book. So while Jill and I were talking about this one day on the phone... We were talking about the other woman. When you read this book, you find out that Lisa Turkhurst's husband of, I believe, 25 years had an affair. And she kind of shares her journey in this book. Yeah, you were sharing that with me a lot through through the study and, and what you were reading and just the information. We were going back and forth for sure about what was going on in the book. Yeah, and like her ups and downs and her struggle with forgiving and healing. Yes. And so Jill and I had so many conversations about that. That being said, before we even dig into this, I just want to say that we absolutely love Lisa and we support her and we praise God because her and her husband have been restored. Their marriage has been reconciled. So we're super grateful for that. And actually, I get to see her in May. She is coming to Southbrook Church live. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that's really exciting that things are starting to open back up again, and we can Mm -hmm. hopefully gather safely for that. And I cannot imagine, though, how hard that must have been for Lisa being a prominent Christian author and teacher, being in the spotlight, having all of those things come out about her personal life. Yeah, that would be pretty devastating. Yes. But one thing that Jill and I really honed in on 
was this other woman in the book. And as we've talked about previously in another episode, Jill meets so many clients in her salon. And I have met with so many people being a pastor over the years, especially in women's ministry. And obviously we know that that affair piece can go both ways. You know, sometimes it can be the other man and not the other woman. So it's important to say that as well. And Lisa wrote about this with so much tact and dignity. But when Jill and I were talking about this, we were sharing how many lies that start swirling around when things like this happen. And then we started talking about the woman in the Bible that was caught in the middle of adultery and was brought to Jesus to be stoned. Jill, can you share a little about some of your thoughts on that? Well, what I found was interesting is that what I picture is this woman that is being ready to be stoned. And unfortunately, that is they, they still do that sort of thing in certain countries. So when I think of this woman, I think of her standing there with, you know, her, her life is, is going to end. She knows that it's going to end. And I think about her, and as she's looking out in the crowd, I imagine her to see the man that she's been having this affair with. Does this man get to go home, back to his family, and put his life together while this woman is standing there and has to be stoned? And how many times in life this happens? Because I see it in my place of work. I see these women who are just absolutely heartbroken because they have fallen in love with somebody. And right or wrong, they have fallen in love with this person. This person gets to go back home, usually, with his family and repair a new life. But what about that girl? What about the other woman? Or like you said, the other man? What about that other person? And that it's always really bothered me like years and years ago, and I don't want to get political, but there was a president who denied having an affair on national television with a young girl. And I remember looking at footage and this young girl, she just, you could see it. I mean, he was like her rock star, you know, like she just loved this guy. You could just see it in her face and, you know, and she would say hi and all the footage, you could just see it. And I just felt so bad for her because I thought this poor girl, not only is it like blowing up in front of everybody, she's heartbroken, you know, and I'm sure, you know, it's Monica Lewinsky, but even like when for real, her family, her dad had to make sure that she wouldn't commit suicide. He was standing else. If you do a little research, They had to watch this poor girl to make sure she wouldn't kill herself because this was unfolding in front of everybody. She's devastated, totally devastated. And I have to wonder what lies, you know, like you just said, the lies that, oh, I'm going to leave my wife or, you know, no, I, I, I love you. I don't want anything to do with her. I, you know, and I think about that, unfortunately, even in my own life, you know, what that other woman was told by my ex, you know because I know what I was being told, but what was she being told? So when the phone conversation happens and I could hear her on the phone with him, I hear the devastation in her voice because she found out that I now knew. It doesn't just disrupt the two lives. And I believe that that's why 
God doesn't put commandments in order to like, you know, hurt us. He wants us to prosper. He loves us so much. He doesn't want us to be in pain. He's this doing causes. it to protect us. Exactly. Yeah. The pain that yeah. this causes. Protection. But I think about the man that is standing out there. Does he have the stone in his hand? Is he himself ready to stone her? That was so profound to me. That's when I knew that, well, this has been something that's been unsettling to my heart for a long time, but that was so profound when you said, was that man that woman had been with was he in the crowd with a stone also and it does make you wonder right was he trying to cover and protect himself right Mm -hmm. or or did they hold him accountable too like it's just it is very interesting when you say that and I think about the other woman in Lisa's story and again we love Lisa and we are never condoning adultery here whatsoever But when you think about that other woman, how devastating, like you were sharing about Monica being publicly ousted, imagine being this other woman that was with Lisa's husband. I mean, you just, you were written about in a book. And again, Lisa Mm -hmm. did everything so tactfully and gracefully, and I commend her for that. But that book is out there as a tool to help many, many people heal. And it really has helped probably thousands, millions of people heal. And it's great. And it needs to be discussed. But I just wondered, did this other woman ever find healing in Christ herself? What happened to her? Was she able to forgive herself? Was she mortified that she was written about in a book, even though her name wasn't said and she wasn't spoken of poorly, really? Mm -hmm. Lisa did such an amazing job. But what about her? Did she find her healing and her restoration in Christ? And the reason you and I were having this discussion on the phone, Jill, was because it seems like that is such, unfortunately, a common thing in 2021. And I I would be as bold as to say not just a common thing in 2021, but common among people who profess Christ. We see it all the time. This is a problem and it's not okay. And are people getting the healing they need in Christ? But when you mentioned that man that had been with that woman caught in adultery, did he have a stone? That that just, that kind of shook me to the core because, you know, I wonder about ourselves. Like, how many stones are we throwing at people? Mm-hmm. And what if we were to get stoned for every sin we've committed in our lives? Yeah. That's, that's a humbling thought, no doubt. But I I just, I could never get past that when you said that. And again, this does apply to both men and women. And how would we feel in our personal lives if like the scribes and Pharisees, which there are those in modern day times, (laughs) How would we feel if we were dragged up and out in front of everyone or to Jesus and we were condemned for our sins the way that woman Mm -hmm. was dragged out? And you have to wonder, was everything, did she feel like every single part of her was exposed? You know, every detail of her life now, was it exposed? You know, you're trying to keep something quiet and hidden and now it's all exposed and I think that's what we do in our sin is we don't want people to know what, whatever it is, you know, 
alcoholism, drug addiction, I mean, gambling, so many things that we try to keep hidden because we don't want the world to know. You're right, Jill. People need to absolutely be real about this and to talk about this because this is one of those topics that people don't want to talk about. Or as Christians, we can be super quick to judge. We want to judge everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at any moment, we are susceptible to falling ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to be so hidden in Christ. And I think it's important to remember that. These people that fall into this particular sin, it is that slow fade. It's like if you give Satan just a little bit, give him an inch and he'll want 10 miles. And it's so emotional. You were sharing about the emotional aspects of it. Yes. I'm going off of like, you know, my own experiences. I'm going off my clients' experiences, but um, people that I care about and love, you know, I've known people that have... I don't want to say wasted, but wasted, you know, 10 years of their life to never go on and have their own life because they've been so wrapped up in somebody that was married. And it's so sad to me. If you are listening today and you find yourself in this position, maybe you're the other man, or maybe you're the other woman, or maybe this happened in your past, or maybe you're currently in an adulterous situation, having an affair, or maybe you were that person that left someone hanging and all of those broken promises and messed with someone's emotion and heart and family. And that's the thing. This is so widespread. It doesn't just affect the two people involved. Mm-hmm. There's so many facets of it. Yes, exactly. If you are listening today, We want you to know that there is no shame here. We're not condoning this, but we are saying you're not alone. You're not alone and that Jesus has healing and forgiveness for you. If you read the scriptures where this is happening, the stoning of the adulterous woman, if you read those scriptures in John, the very end of that portion of scripture, Jesus tells this woman Go now and leave your life of sin. So Jesus is telling her, like, this is what you should do. But he's also giving her an out. We don't have to stay tangled up in that sin. Mm -hmm. Shame makes us think that Jesus can never forgive us or never do anything great with our lives. But those are lies from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to think that because... Jesus always has restoration for us. Yes. And that was the point of today's podcast is we want people to know that you don't have to have shame and you can be forgiven, but you need to also be able to forgive yourself. And so often as Christians, I think, and Jill, we've talked about this for hours, Christians love to call out specific sin. They call out this sin, but... Maybe they committed gluttony after church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So why did I pick gluttony? Or, I love food. <laughs> That's my sin. I'm not going to lie. Right now, I will straight Cake. up tell you. Jill gave me a whole Tupperware filled oh, with sorry. no bakes the other day. Erect me. I'm sorry. I still love you, but my pants are a little bit tighter today. We'll just go work out or something. I don't know. Yeah, but exactly. There are no bakes. And I'm not minimizing like this sin, 
but we just wanted to bring it to light and have, we want to have those difficult discussions because Mm -hmm. we want to see people set free. Yes. Because I think that that is something that they can get snarled up, like, you know, that trap, it gets claws on people. Again, going back to your self-worth, I think of that woman, you know, is where is her self-worth at that point? Or man, you're putting your self-worth almost, you know, in that other person that you're having the affair with and it could just snowball. You think I'm going to go live with this person. I'm going to have this beautiful, wonderful life. A lot of this is just lies that people will tell you or you believe but so it definitely goes back to that self-worth thing. And you know what? You are better. God has better. I was telling a friend that and I'm like, God has better for you. You know, I fully believe it. It's hard to leave it. And it's, it's sad to watch that person that you love and you care about. They're heartbroken. But you know that there is so much better out there for them and that they will get through it by the grace of God. There go I. You will get through it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a heartbreaking season, but Jesus brings new life. Mm -hmm. And that is what's so important. Like, I'm that person definitely that I always think of like the underdog Mm -hmm. or I feel sorry for somebody that's the less than or the marginalized. And so I just couldn't really help but think about that other woman when I read this book. And because like I said, and you shared, I think it's important for us to talk about this because the bondage of shame is weighing so heavy on people. They will not even like walk into a church building. Yes. Yep. They will avoid their friends that would speak truth into their Mm -hmm. lives. They will isolate and go into hiding. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. Our sin can be so debilitating. Any sin, not just this sin. But this specific sin is seems to be, well, obviously it is mentioned in the Bible, but it's called out so much in our society. And again, we're not minimizing it, but it's important to remember Jesus is full of compassion and mercy. Yes. As a matter of fact, when the woman was brought to Jesus, that's what I love about Jesus, his reaction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't you just wish you could have a reaction like Jesus oh, all the yeah. time? Yeah. He had to be just so calm and cool and collected. and <laughs> I mean, just like, okay, like, I'm just going to, like, bend down and right here. and <laughs> Right in the sand. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing to me, his love and compassion. And again, at the end, if you read those scriptures in the Bible, he does say, go and leave your life of sin. Right. So it's important to remember that. But you know what? Jesus, in all of his awesomeness, says that because, like you said, Jill, he has better for that woman. If you're listening today, Jesus has better for you. Jill, Mm -hmm. didn't you recently tell one of your friends, like, for so long you kept speaking that truth into her life, and how did she receive that? I think that, I don't want to say that she didn't believe it, but maybe, you know, maybe she didn't quite believe it at first. Sometimes I think it's but, hard for us to believe that there can be better. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many things that happen when you try to be with that man that's married. And, you know, that you think that you're going to create this life. And the reality is there's probably going to be some jealousy issues there. There's probably going to be, I mean, that and going forward with that, that has a whole nother 
ball of mess. Trust right issues there. times a million. Right. Because you're and not building on something that right. started. Plus you've got, if you've got children involved, if you've got, you know, other people involved in this, it's, that's the thing about this particular sin is there's other people involved. It's just not yourself, you know, that you're hurting. But I'm not sure. Eventually, I believe that she finally found her footing and she knew she's grounded in Christ and that she, God does have better for her and she knows this. Yeah, I love that you said she found her footing in Christ because relationships, whether they're inappropriate or appropriate, we really need to find our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. not another human. Right. And not let our worth get wrapped up into that. Yes. That is so important. What I love about the story is that Jesus says, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw the stone at her. And that I love because I can envision all these people leaving one by one. But I wonder, when did he leave? Yeah. You know, did he hang around with a stone in his hand? If he was. It does really make you wonder, and I think it's a good reminder for all of us to not be throwing stones, Mm -hmm. you know, because none of us are without sin. And we want you to know if you're listening today, there is hope for you. The Lord has better plans for you. As Jill was saying earlier, Jeremiah 29, 11, God has good plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to Mm -hmm. give you a future and a hope. And we want to encourage you today that you can walk in that freedom and that victory that Jesus has for you. I would like to close with a really encouraging scripture from Exodus. It's chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. The Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Remember that Jesus is full of compassion and mercy, and let this also be a reminder to all of us as well that we would be full of compassion and mercy and that we would not pick up the stones and go to throw them. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening today. Jill, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I love your insight so much about was that man in the crowd with a stone. And I think that gives us a different perspective as well on that story. So thank you for being here. As always, I love talking to you. Thank you all so much for listening. And big shout out again to Twisted Scissors Salon for being our sponsor today in Centerville, Ohio. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Shine FM Podcast Network.